All right, what's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. I'm Ron, and today we got late round QBs. These are the guys that I'm targeting late rounds in the draft because we're taking quarterbacks past round 10, man. We're not taking quarterbacks early. Not the way to go. My boy, or not my boy, but that boy, JJ Zacharyson, he wrote a book on the late round QB. He lays it all out, uh, why you should be taking quarterbacks late in drafts. And if you take quarterbacks early in the drafts, if you're that guy that's that's still taking uh that's still taking Patrick Mahomes in the first round just click off this video man the I can't help you if you're if you're taking Patrick Mahomes in the first round I I can't save you man that's that's just that's tough I'm sorry that that you build your team that way but this is just not the place for you my guy anyways let's go all right, first of all, we have Baker Mayfield. He's going at the 512 as the QB 17 in FFPC leagues right now. I'm using the FFPC ADP. This, these are like $200, $300 leagues over on uh, fantasymojo.com. So he's going, so Baker Mayfield's going at the 1502. And before this breakdown, I got to get something off my chest, man. This, I, I've never told anybody, but I, I must have been like a sophomore or junior in high school. The Jets were, were picking in the draft three overall, and I was hoping that Baker was going to fall to us. People were saying that Donald were gonna go, was going to go first, Rosen was going to go first overall, maybe Saquon Barkley was going first overall. All I knew is that at three, I wanted Baker Mayfield, and to manifest that, I had my Apple Store password as Mayfield Baker 103, bro. Obviously, it didn't work out. Uh, I'll take Sammy. He's, uh, he's decent, except for when he got the fucking uh, the mono or whatever, but... I'm happy with Sam for now, I guess. I'd still rather Baker. Baker's my guy, and it's because he's super talented, man. I thought I thought he was one of the greatest quarterback prospects of all time. The guy had two of the top five best QBR seasons in all of college football. He's the only one that's doubled up on this top ten list, man. I'm telling you, in college, the guy was a fucking beast, man. He was at Texas Tech. He, he was like a, a, like a three-year starter uh, all across his career. Mahomes did bump him out, but, like, it's Patrick Mahomes. We know what Patrick Mahomes is. Baker, he was a stud in college, but when you look at this list, the QBR isn't that predictive of, of what's going on uh, in terms of the NFL. You got guys like RG3, Cole Brennan, Jameis Winston, guys who aren't really too relevant in this list. So I just, I just wanted to point out that he was a stud in college, but honestly, college production and college analytics aren't as predictive as they are for the running backs and wide receivers. Let's not waste any time with his college profile. There's not really any reason to uh, to go over his college profile because none of it really matters. It's not no one cares about his wonderlick. Like I, I don't give a fuck about his SAT scores or anything. I want to get into what he did when he got to the the big leagues, the NFL, man. So his rookie year, he was a stud. He he broke the rookie passing touchdown record with the Browns, and he beat out Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning, who were tied for that that record before Baker broke it, and he did it in only 13 starts. So. He was super promising, and I was hyped for him coming out as a sophomore. I wanted to get him in uh, Dynasty, but I got I got sniped in this one startup. But Baker's a guy who I, I want to build around in Dynasty, and a guy I want to take a chance on in the 2020 season because he was he was super promising, and, and he showed what kind of upside he has his rookie year. But the problem is we sort of have to pump the brakes on that hype train a little bit because his sophomore slump was definitely concerning. He regressed in completion percentage, touchdowns. He threw more interceptions. He just looked bad overall. He didn't look like the Baker Mayfield that, that I know and love, man. The the guy that junior year Ron Stewart was trying to get on the Jets, man. But there is some hope. So he was six in money throws. He was top 10 in air yards per attempt. Red zone completion percentage, deep ball completion percentage, pressured completion percentage, all these efficiency metrics. So he looked good. 
I think it was just a mix of two things. Uh, two things. I think it was the the pat, it was the blocking. His his receivers let him down a little bit, and then you also had Freddie Kitchens there. So I mean, you can blame it on the supporting cast. His receivers had the fourth most drop passes in the league among uh among offenses. So th his receivers weren't doing him many favors when he was throwing the ball, man. So the thing is with Baker is that he's coming into a, a 2020 season with a much improved offensive line. He goes from the number 23rd offensive line according to PFF to now the number six, and that's because of the additions of Jack Conklin and Jedrick Willis. So now he has a super legit offensive line. He's going to have time to throw. And what that also does is it lets Nick Chubb take the ball out of the backfield. And now the running game is, is even more of a threat than it already was because Nick Chubb's taking the ball out of the backfield. Now you have the safeties. You have people stacking the boxes, and that gives you play action opportunities to throw it deep to Odell Beckham. You have a guy in Kevin Stefanski coming into this offense, and it's a massive upgrade from Freddie Kitchens. And we know that Kevin Stefanski wants to run 12 personnel, which is two tight ends, two wide receivers, and run the ball. But we also know that he wants to do is run play action. And he ran play action 40% of the time last year. And now you have Austin Hooper signing uh, with the Browns. So now they can run that 12 personnel with Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham. You get uh, Austin Hooper. And then either David, Mon David Njoku. David Njoku just said that he wants, he wants to fucking uh, peace out of Cleveland real quick, uh, get traded. I'd love to see him go somewhere else. But then on the other side, you either have him or you have Harrison Bryant. This rookie they just brought in, I think maybe he was a day two, uh, early day three pick, but he's a stud uh, tight end from FAU. I think he won the uh, the Mackey Award last year. But now you have this play action stuff going on. We know Baker Mayfield's deep ball completion percentage is solid, and then he has Odell Beckham going deep. So I think these are all recipes for success. And on top of that, when you're grabbing this quarterback late in the in the 15th round, you want to be able to start him early. So he has one of the easiest schedules in terms of def defensive efficiency among his opponents in his first five games. He has... The Ravens first, but then after that, it gets much lighter. The Bengals, Redskins, Cowboys, Colts. These are all teams that don't have the, the best defenses, and some of them, like the Cowboys, even pose like a shootout-type uh, matchup for him. So when you look at that schedule, six of the first eight games are extremely favorable, and that's a guy you want late in a draft, so you don't have to worry about streaming too often. You, you have these good matchups, and you can, you can stream or refer to your backup quarterback on the bench if, you're, if your bench sizes are a little bit bigger. And you can rely on Baker in the beginning. And if he shows that he he is the Baker Mayfield that we think he is, then maybe he's a, a matchup-proof quarterback. And, and you're getting a, a quarterback at QB 15 you don't even have to worry about anymore. All right, next up, we got Superman Cam. Do y'all not remember who the fuck this man is? Superman Cam. Cam Newton. The guy who was getting touchdowns, hit him with the Superman chest. He was dabbing on everybody. He just yossing footballs into the stands for for kids and their and their moms and shit he was putting on a show in the nfl not too long ago man he was he was a monster and, and it, it's not that long ago he, he was last playing in 2018 he had a fine season that year he was the qb8 in 2018 and the qb5 in 2017 so he was he was still producing just just what a little bit over 365 days ago man you have to look at it cam newton he's not that far out of his prime like we think he is he, he was doing it recently, and I know 2015 was honestly, like, technically the spot where he was, like, Superman Cam, just yossing footballs all over the place, but he, he's still a good quarterback even even a year and a half ago. He took a year off to get right, man. Like, I, the, I it was clear, like, the way that he was playing, like, there was definitely a foot injury, shoulder injury, something going on that wasn't wasn't healed fully. It was, like, uh, it was like a limited version of Cam. I like the idea that he's going to be 100% now. He's not going to be he's not going to be playing any fucking games on the Patriots, man. He's going to be 100%. He's going to be on this comeback tour. He's not going to rush the ball for he's not going to challenge for 1000 yards and 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 12 13 touchdowns. But he proved that he's a, a serviceable thrower with the the 2018 season uh with the Panthers. 
with Devin Funches as his wide receiver one. He, he was top five in true completion percentage, play action completion percentage, red zone completion percentage, and a bunch of other efficiency stats, all while having the eighth most drop passes among quarterbacks. His number one his number one receiver was fucking Devin Funches, man. He he had a shitty supporting cast. And in 2018, I can't tell you right now 100%, but there's a good chance that Greg Olson was hurt for a span of those games. We, we know that man can't stay healthy. But look, Cam Newton, he was, he was improving as a passer, and I think that he's going to be an improved passer here in, in New England. He's going to be in a more stable offense with Bel Belichick. He's going to have somebody that was working with Brady and can maybe even give him some insight with the X's and O's and help him limit, limit those turnovers a little bit. And then I think that Cam, he's not going to run it over 100 times, but he's going to look to run it probably in the in the 80, maybe maybe like 65 to like 85, maybe push for high 90s range of rushing attempts. And he's never finished a season with less than five rushing touchdowns. He's We know that he might not get as much run, but he's still definitely going to be a goal line threat. I think Tom Brady had, was maybe top five in goal line carries among quarterbacks. We know that he likes to do the keepers. And on top of that, Bil Belichick, he, he's going to find new ways to, to set Cam up in this offense, man. He's going to be super creative. He, he was probably just... He was probably just getting the lotion out with the Ravens, watching some film, dude. I'm telling you, he he's looking at that Lamar Jackson offense and the creativity that that Harbaugh has in that offense to have a to have a Heisman uh, formation. 100%. Bill is looking at him at, at that film, looking at how the Ravens won last year and wants to adopt a similar a similar scheme centered around Cam Newton as the focal point of the offense. I'm not expecting magic, but I think it's going to be a super solid a super solid season from Cam with the opportunity to be magic. He starts out the season with one of the easiest schedules in the first four weeks. He has the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Raiders, and then the Chiefs, which is going to be a, a, a shootout, most likely. Now, I know the Seahawks are a little bit more improved now that they have Jamal Adams. Damn. The Jets don't have Jamal Adams anymore. I, that, that, that just hit me. As I'm, as I'm saying that out loud, Jamal Adams isn't a Jet anymore, man. Like it, It's sad. The Seahawks defense is going to be better. But that's still a sh uh, some sort of shootout opportunity the Seahawks and the and the uh, Patriots will have. If not, Cam Newton will still probably have a serviceable week that week. But what these four games do is it allows you to start Cam Newton four times, and by then we'll know if it's a Cam Newton that we just stream against good matchups, or if it's a Cam Newton that's matchup proof. The Cam Newton, a new and improved Cam Newton, uh, somebody that you can rely on week to week with with crazy rushing touchdown upside. So that's that's yet to to uh, to be found, but we'll know by week five. And that's why you want these quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield and Cam Newton because they start out the season in matchups where you can play them right away. And then you can, you can buy yourself time to find a new, a new quarterback to stream or, or trade for a quarterback. All right, next up we got the boy Gardner fucking Minshew, man. He's going off the board at the 1901 as the QB 24. And he has the easiest schedule through the first four weeks in terms of uh, opposing defensive efficiency. He has the, the Colts, Titans, Dolphins, Bengals as his first four matchups. But why he's probably my favorite of these three to get late in drafts is because he has the easiest schedule through the first nine weeks. All of those teams are teams that are projected to have poor defensive efficiency uh, by by way of Warren Sharp. I think he does something with the Vegas odds. I don't know. But anything that Warren Sharp puts out, I'm going to listen to. I'm going to trust. Warren Sharp, top of the line, man. So we, we got the defensive efficiency stacked up, and that means that we can start. Gardner Minshew through the first nine weeks of the season and honestly probably be chilling by week 10. And by then, you'll definitely be able to, to scope out weeks in advance uh, the streamer you want to use that week. He's he's the perfect, uh, with this kind of schedule, he's the perfect OSHA quarterback. He's a guy who you're going to have to take, that, that you're going to take because you forgot to take Cam Newton or Baker. Like, 
I, I find myself in best ball drafts or, or drafts in general where you'll start scooping up value here and there, scooping up value, and then all of a sudden it's round 15. All the quarterbacks you want are gone. And Gardner Minshew is like my last like like safety lever, man. He's the last guy I'm grabbing if I don't have anything going on. I'll, I'll even reach a round or two on him because he's he's the last quarterback to me that I want on my team uh, that's not best ball, where you have to start these players every week because of how crazy the schedule is to start. Gardner Minshew... Plenty of swagger factor. You know, he's got the, the fucking glasses on. He's got the crazy stash. He's always he's always wearing some some crazy ass shit. I don't know. He like he toured across America and he did end up getting COVID nineteen. I'll be honest. That's kinda wild. That's not the move for sure. But look, he he parties a lot. He's the kind to just, just go and, and fuck around in Vegas for a weekend. He he's gonna party, he's gonna get COVID. It's fine though, because he got COVID now. He's going to be in with the team. He's going to be like, oh, shit, like, I'm not going to go party out as much. And, you know, if he does go catch COVID-19 again, you got him at the quarterback 24, probably in the last round of your draft. So it's not a big deal. Now, he was a QB 18 in points per game as a rookie, which is insane. As a rookie producing QB 18, I think he was like a sixth-round, seventh-round pick. For for those rookie numbers, he had one of the, the best rookie quarterback seasons uh, I've seen in some time. I mean, we had a couple of those with Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray. But if you if you put him in in another year, it would be a very impressive quarterback season from a rookie. He's also he also has underrated rushing upside. He was top five in carries per game and top five in rushing yards per game among quarterbacks. So that gives him that weekly rushing floor, and he's he's a proven serviceable pa- passer in favorable matchups. I'm not going to say that he's going to be like a top eight, top ten like matchup proof QB at any point. But it's a guy that you can ride through the first nine weeks as kind of like a band aid to your team and just buy you more time to go from there, man. All right, if you made it this far. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, man. Um, go down below, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let me know if there's any late-round QBs out there that you're taking I didn't mention. Uh, draft guide also down below, ronstewartdraftguide.com. Go on there, top one, win your league, $10. It's on Google Sheets, Excel. You just download it. It has all my tiers there, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Um, and yeah, man, if you made it this far, I appreciate it. Follow me at ronstewart underscore on Twitter, and I'll see you in the next one.